Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's going on? New episode coming at you. Haven't talked to you, you folks, in a couple uh, weeks. Been pretty busy with life, so uh, a lot of things been happening. So I wanted to come out here real quick, holler at everybody, make sure, let you know I'm still here. I'm still kicking. Let me adjust this stinking chair. Let me get some new chairs for this setup. Maybe one day prom day is going on. Maybe I'll give it a little, give it a little look see. See what's going down, but uh, <clears throat> I wrote down some things tonight. Um, I was kind of hoping that might keep me on track, so I don't just start going off on random side tangents and then forget where I was. And all of a sudden, thirty minutes later, I've not said anything but just a bunch of random stuff. So, got my Zevia here. Mm-hmm. Take a little swig, swig of that. If you don't know what Zevia is, it's a uh, it's a Coke. <laughs> it's no. It's a uh, zero calorie soda, which mimics almost to me the exact same thing as uh, Coke or Pepsi. Which no fat, no sodium, no carbs, no sugars, no protein. Service says one can, but carbonated water, stevia leaf extract, tartaric acid, natural flavors, citric acid, caffeine. Anyway, I drink them every now and again just if I'm wanting a soda. And yeah, cherry cola is good. The grape's good. I don't know why I'm talking about the soda, but I'm having one right now. So if you never heard of it, get one. I've, I see them at Kroger's, and I don't know. I guess it's at any local grocery store. I don't know. I get mine here in Kroger's. Shout out to Kroger. <laughs> um, but yeah, Coke or Pepsi. Start off with that. <laughs> you know, my family. Well, my mom's side of the family is really. They're Coke people, not not the uh, it's snowing in the bathroom type of Coke people. If you get my drift, it's actual. Let's go get a, a the old Coca Cola soda and hammer a bunch of them. You know, it's they're so uh, <clears throat> they like them so much. Shut up. I'm using my old laptop here. Let me make sure I'm plugged in. That'd be awesome. Let's this thing die out halfway through. You can't even plug in your laptop, dude. I thought you'd check stuff. Thought this was a professional show. Yeah, right. All right. So anyway, Coke or Pepsi. Now I'll just take it up on my cords. This is a doozy. All right, I'm just off to a great start here. So anyway, so when we go out to eat, you know, and go to a restaurant, waiter, waitress will come up and obviously get our drink orders, or as they do everything else, common common practices among the waitress and waitress waitresses and waiters and you know they'll start you know what do you want to drink and my family you know whoever i usually always get water because cause fitness is my life <laughs> but um you know it gets to like one of my uncles or something and i don't know if they listen to this podcast or not but if they do i have nothing but love for you but uh, i just think it's funny but anyway you know they say you know when you want to drink and, you know, everyone goes around. It's usually sweet tea or Coke. And then, and then you know, the waiter waitress will say, oh, we only have Pepsi products. And my family, nope, sweet tea then. It's like, oh, you didn't really want a soda. And I guess, I don't know, for me, I can never taste it, tell the, uh, the difference in Coke and Pepsi. And I'm usually just, give me a drink, you know, give me a soda. Give me a soda pop. But, I guess some people just have their brands they just stick to, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, growing up, 
also, uh, you know, some people were all Ford people or all Chevrolet people. I guess that was mainly the ones I remember in my hometown. I don't remember many people talking about Dodge a lot. And that's no offense to Dodge people. I don't, I don't care. I mean, it's like, hey, it looks like a cool car. I mean, I've, I think I've had a variety of different ones. So maybe mainly Fords, but um, that's just not just because there's a preference. Just, I don't know. I do like the looks, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Getting on that side tangent again. I didn't even want to talk about Coke or Pepsi, but. Anyway, I, I usually just get whatever. Oh, there's nothing better though if you go to the movies and you can get a cherry coke and a popcorn. Mm, that's like that's my thing. So I can you know if people who know me, people listen to this, I will crush a cherry coke and some popcorn at the movies. I don't know why. Been that way ever since I was little. Not the cherry coke part, but something about popcorns and movies just just range with me. I don't know if I use that range with me. I don't know if I use that word correctly. If I did that right. So, anyway, speaking of home and growing up, drove back to the uh, my hometown over the weekend. I uh, had a little Father's Day cookout. Got to saw, see that whole side of the family, talk to everybody. Um, it's a good time. It's always good going back. But, you know, have some conversations and you just think about it. And just, yeah, I don't know if you appreciate it more when you get older. Because, you know, my brother and I were talking on the way home or way back and just about growing up there and, you know, like the opportunities you have. And for those who don't know where I grew up, it's the most rural area you'll ever figure out or find. I don't know why I said figure out. You'll ever see and find. And it's just literally all cornfields. There's two gas stations, no stoplights. Um, My elementary school was K through seven. You know, the closest Walmart might be 30 minutes 40 minutes. So if you just needed something quick, we got a Dollar General now, which is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so my high school was roughly 20, 30 minutes away down a mountain. So yeah, there's just, you know, we were just talking about the different opportunities and you growing up in a rural area compared to a city type place. And <laughs> oh, great. We ended up starting. But you know, what do you, I mean, and when I say opportunities, I mean, for example, you know, in, in city environments, and not, you know, and I'm not taking away from anything that if people like cities or if people like, you know, rural areas or countries more, but I'm just talking about my experience. And it seems like, you know, my closest neighbor was, you know, a couple hundred yards away, but I think she was also almost 80 years old. And then also all my friends from school, you know, we were all spread out all over the, uh, the county or the, you know, the, the area, the community, whatever you want to call it. And it wasn't like you could just hop on your bike and ride, which you could. But, yeah, I mean, you were riding miles to get there. And as you compare that to a city or, you know, actual residential neighborhood where a family neighborhood, you'll have people in that neighborhood. And you can just go out and play in the summertime and somebody will have a basketball goal and or what have you and get together with your friends like that. So it just seems like that, you know, I mean, I, I agree. Growing up there was great. I mean, it's a great family place, but there's, you, when I'm saying missed opportunities, you know, as far as, uh, you know, camps and stuff, you know, you always had to look for somebody to give you a ride to your friend's house or you look for somebody to give you a ride to that camp. And it's almost call, causing an inconvenience on the parents, it seems like. So, you know, it was almost you know, it's not worth the trouble unless you could just somehow, like, hey, are you going there? Well, let me ride with you. Can y'all come pick me up? And then, you know, but that's was sometimes way out of somebody's way. And, and which most people, I mean, most people were, uh, they were very friendly. They were really willing to, you know, go out and give rides and stuff like that. But it was just, you know, for some reason we were just thinking about it on the way home. And it was just like, man, that was just kind of awkward putting people, you know, were they saying, being obligated to say yes, go pick up somebody? They didn't really want to go out that way. But then, you know, also, and when I'm talking about missed opportunities, is that, you know, in a city environment, you might have more, you know, uh, extra activities to choose from. You know, and for example, uh, you know, I told somebody the other day at the gym that it seems like when I find something I like, I always find it 
you know, really late in life because the Granite Games was just coming on uh, for CrossFit. And there was some 17-year-old girl that lifted an obscene amount of weight. I can't even remember what it was. But, you know, I was like, well, I found this one. I think I was 26 or 27. So finding something like that back, of course, they didn't have that back then. But you know, I was like, man, we found this really young and you stuck with it. You know, where would that would have led you? You know, in, you know, it could be a good road. It could have been a bad road. I don't know. But it just makes me think, you know, what if I would have found... Yeah, we didn't. I remember. I don't remember when we got soccer in my hometown. We may have got it. For some reason, I want to say it was like my junior year of high school, but I I could be off on that. So if one, if, if anybody, if anyone knows that listens to this that grew up with me, uh, hit me up or put it in the comments. But yeah, but I, you know, I was never, you know, never exposed to soccer. I never knew anything about it. I never had even watched a game until. I feel like in college, some people watched the World Cups, and but I was just half paying attention to it. I, mean, I didn't really care about it. And, and I like soccer. I mean, I'm not knocking it by any means. I just don't understand it. And it's the same way with hockey. You know, uh, my only experience with hockey was just uh, the Roanoke had a – I guess they have a minor league system. They had a minor league team in Roanoke, the Roanoke Express. And I forgot how young I was, but I went up there with some friends. Hey, hey, hey. Y'all are fine. Went up there with some friends and – I didn't know anything about hockey except there was fights and people would get checked into the boards. And I thought it was a great time. But other than that, I couldn't tell you that. Even to this day, and I guess I just never picked it up. So I was just wondering, you know, what if I would have found something like that and got into it really young and decided I loved it and just it led me to a far greater road than I would ever know before. Or it could lead me to something completely random that I would have hated and – Really tough to get into, really tough to get out of. I don't know. You know, just you know, when you're reflecting and looking back on things, it just gets your mind wandering or gets me wondering. So and then, and somebody else said something, you know, about I was helping out my uncle over the weekend also, and about how they would go to the Oriole games in Baltimore and stuff, and it was just easy to walk over there. And just, hey, and it was just easy to walk over there and. Go see a game. There's no big deal. So, it's just, you know, living in the city, you have more res- more respect for that just because instead of just sitting on TV and watching it, it's just uh, you go and actually have that baseball feeling or basketball or whatever you want. So, I'm not really sure where I was going with that, but it was just it makes you think that, you know, just how your key decisions in life and what you're exposed to growing up and where's that going to take you, how that's going to. You know, that's going to lead you out where I guess you are today. Hmm. And also, I guess, base your morals and values around. So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. And also, I didn't even have that written down to talk about tonight, but now I'm kind of glad I did. But, yeah, it was it was different. It's fun. Um, that was good times and bad times as always. But, you know, my hometown is almost, you know, you know how Florida people or there's – not Florida people, but people in Florida can be considered snowbirds because they come from the north, the north of the north, just for the you know Florida summers, and, then, and uh, you know, and stay out of their uh, not the Florida summers, but just during winter up north, and they go down south and stay in the warm weather, then go back home after for their summers. It's almost like you know my community was like that. Just it's not really made for. Raising families, but just made for like almost retirement community, just based on everything that's available there. So, you know, we were talking too. It's like, you know, what do kids do there now? So, I mean, I guess there's sports, but I feel like it's almost the same way that if you want to get involved. And I mean, I'm not just making this about sports either. I mean, it's anything. I mean, I'm just having trouble making another connection just because that's what I was exposed to. I mean, I even did, well, that's, that's not entirely true too. I even did a, gymnastics for maybe a month when I was little, you know, and I was, this might be first, second, third grade. I don't even remember, but you know, we had to drive, you know, 20, 30 minutes to take me to those classes. And it got, I don't know if it got to the point, just, I wasn't learning anything. It, it wasn't like your regular gymnastics class. It just seemed, you know, it was different AF as a kid say. So I just, I, I wasn't like it and I quit. So and I guess that's part of things, but it could have been, 
what if, you know, you had better teachers or better schools or better, just better anything. And maybe it would have led to something. I don't know. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking about that, moving to something else just because that was on my head and just thought I would rip that out real quick. But also going back home, speaking of growing up and stuff, we saw a sign for an auction. I think it was at a somebody, like a real estate auction or a state auction, whatever they call it. And growing up, I went to more of those stinking auctions than I could remember just because my family was just really big in antiques and that type of stuff. And, you know, I guess if you don't know what an auction is, if you're listening to this, I would hope, I would hope most people know. It's not like an eBay sit on a, your computer, obviously, and bid on stuff, which is it's essentially that, but it's actually in-person bidding. And so obviously they would always be on like, you know, the weirdest weekend or weekday of the night uh, like, you know, a Friday night or Saturday night when everybody could come out. But I was, would get drugged to them just because, you know, mom didn't know what to do with me, how to take me along. And man, you know, it was just so boring to me because I had no desire to be there. You know, everybody there was 40 and above, I guess. And they were all, you know, it was all stuff, you know, they were collecting and stuff. But for a kid, for me, it didn't mean anything to me. And, you know, you might get a drink and they might be selling some food or something. But, you know, it's just, you just sit there and, you know, I guess, you know, you didn't have anything. You didn't have phones to play with or stuff to look up. And I don't think there was any, many other kids at these auctions that you went to. But I remember just being drugged to them all the time. And I was just out of my head, just so bored. And, you know, I guess I'd been getting on my mom's <laughs> nerves too, just begging to go home or asking, are we done yet? And, you know, you just can't go there and just instantly buy what you want. You got to sit there and you just wait for the, I don't even know what they're called, like handlers, I guess, you know, and I guess they go into a specific type of order. You know, they will, uh, they got their numbered lots and they go by the numbers, I guess. They pick it up and they take it up front. And, and it was always cool for the, how the auctioneers do it when they start, you know, rambling and I don't even know what you call it, just rambling. And it's not a ramble, but it's actually words they use, but I forgot the exact term on how they do it. <laughs> but. But that was pretty interesting. But after that, you know, I got used to that. And over that, I was like, all right, we're done here. I do remember one time I was there, if you're watching this video on YouTube, you know, there's that stupid thumb trick. <laughs> and this, some guy, because he knew I was bored. I guess he knew I was, saw me and annoying my mom. And, you know, you tuck your, uh, like for, if I'm doing it with my left hand or right hand, you take your left thumb, you wrap your fingers over it, and then you put your index finger over the knuckle of your right thumb. Yeah, I'm doing it on the video. And you act like you're pulling your thumb apart. It's like, but you ain't never seen a trick like that. And when I first saw it, I'd never seen anything. It kind of blew my mind and I couldn't figure it out. And he finally, I kept asking him, I guess, and for him to show me. And he finally did. So I got that going now. So if anybody wants to see a cool trick on YouTube, pass that along. I feel like I've seen that in a movie too. <laughs> Somewhere where somebody did it for a stupid magic trick. And... But yeah, those auctions were wild. I mean, there were some people were getting into it. I mean, it was mainly like, you know, like, oh, yeah, that guy has a lot of money. I mean, you know, my mom would tell me stuff or other like people sitting around me would be like, oh, there's old Johnny Bucknut buying up everything else. And then, you know, they go to resell it on their own and they play little games with each other. And I don't know how it all worked, but I remember, you know, people were like, you know, where I was there, like, oh, yeah, you could be in that. You could be an auctioneer one day. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> so, I didn't know where I was going with that, but I just thought it was this, that auction sign brought back some of those memories, and I didn't know what the heck I was talking about or why I wanted to talk about that. But, yeah, I mean, auctions, I guess they're still around. They're still going. I don't know how they're doing against eBay, and I don't. Know, I guess that's the only auction website. I guess there's tons of others, but I think there's something, they'll always still be there, but – you know, where people can just sit at their house now and just bid on whatever they want from the internet. I mean, literally two clicks, and if you don't mind spending some cash, you can get it, if, depending on what you're looking for. So, what else been going on? I thought that's pretty interesting. Auctions, so. Oh, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about it, because I watched <laughs> uh, uh, Uncut Gems on Netflix the other day with Adam Sandler, and so they had an auction... Uh, and it's like one of those high, really high, like six-figure price. I think – I forgot. What do you call them, uh, that place in New York auctions? Um, 
like Shan, not Chantilly, but start. I think start, I thought it starts with a C. New York City auction. Wait, see, Christie's, Christie's. Yeah, I think that's it. Christie's uh, learn about upcoming auctions. So they send. So they do really high-priced uh, items. See if they got anything good this month. So watches, jewels, and handbags. The Roger Federer collection sold. Anyway, I don't want to go through all this and bore all of you all. But so anyway, yeah. So the auction was like that, like you know. But they did it a completely different style. So. You know, I guess, I don't know if there's a thing versus the North versus South way of doing it. You know, like how I was saying, give five, you know, but uh, Chrissy's, it seems like, okay, he'll give me 10,000. Okay, thank you. 10,000. He'll give me 11,000. Okay, thank you. Just give me 12,000. And they do it a completely different way. But anyway, I guess that's, those two connections were made in my mind when I saw that and just watching that movie. And which that's probably one of Adam Sandler's best movies, by the way. So if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's on Netflix right now. He did say something about if he wouldn't have got a Grammy for that movie, he was going to make the most or the worst movie ever was, which he did make one after that, but it wasn't a bad movie. I think it was that Halloween movie that was on Netflix. Wiener dogs are getting after it. Okay. So anyway, moving on from the auctions and growing up. Uh, it's Monday. I think today, speaking of sports and stuff. Hey, y'all Okay. Uh, baseball passed a new law, not a new law, new rule that it's a foreign substance rule. So they were going to check in, but the umpires are supposed to check in between innings about players putting different substances on the ball. Now, if you're asking, what do you mean? What are you talking about? So some pitchers will put, you know, KY jelly and maybe some of rub, you know, uh, I've heard of Pam snot on the ball. Um, Shit, what else is there? But stuff like that, you know, they'll hide it under their hat or uh, underneath the collar of their shirts or in their belts. And you do that and you can put a little bit extra curve on the ball so it'll break more. Um, is that is basically the reason why they do it. And just give it, it's like a little, little small advantage. Um, so tonight, I think the first rule is supposed to go, or the first, it's supposed to go in effect tonight. And, you know, after each inning and when there's a pitcher change, the player or the umpires are going to check on each baseball to see if there's anything on there or not, which I really understand how you do that if you just go touch and you're like, oh, man, that's something weird on here. So that shouldn't be on there. Oh, yeah, I think they used to use sandpaper or something too or put a piece on their finger that would grip it better. Did you ever uh, – Major League, one of my all-time favorite movies, they did that. They were talking about putting uh, – he says, I rub a little jalapeno on my nose, put a little snot on the ball. <laughs> and they did that. And uh, he also said Vagisil. So it's a great movie scene of them doing it. And Because when he, the pitcher was basically saying when he got older that he didn't have an arm as the younger guys anymore, so he had to put anything on the ball that he could to get a better advantage. Hey, stop chewing on that. Hey, dude. Hey. Stop. So that's going in effect tonight. It's not going to delay any more of the games. So or as far as time-wise, I think they're just going to do it in between innings while other stuff is going on. And if I do know, I read that if they do find out that there is something on the ball, the player will get up to 10 games. Suspension, then I think if you do it again, the team would see something, get uh, some type of uh, repercussion. And then I know they can't bring up anybody from the farm league. So that'll be interesting how that goes down. Uh, I guess baseball's just trying to cut down more on the uh, the cheating. So you've probably you've heard me and James talk about the, the Astros on here a couple of times. So, so yeah, uh, I think I was in a, the Naked Gun. They did that. Also, uh, yeah, the guy. It's a funny parody movie of like a James Bond, and the guy goes out there and he's like checking the baseball for something. So. Yeah, we'll see how that turns out. I think that'll be interesting. Um, the Nets lost. Got the Bucks playing the Sixers, and which I'm happy about. I kind of I wanted the Bucks to go 
or to go to the next step. I didn't think they were going to get past the Nets, but I'm glad they, uh, they're up there. I like Ante de Compo, the Greek freak. He plays for the Bucks. in case anybody's wondering. And I'm, people are saying the Suns and Bucks for the championship. Uh, the Sixers, they stink. Or ben, maybe I should say Ben Simmons stinks. Dude had one of the worst performances. And I don't get it because he – I mean, he's a good ball player, but I don't know what happened during that series. But anyway, but I did think the Nets were going to win, but they had a little bad luck with Harden um, getting hurt. And I think Kyrie got hurt one game. Rocky's got his other annoying ball that we all hate. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, interesting series, uh, Bucks and Nets. No, not the Bucks and Nets. I'm getting confused. And Rocky's being – you're messing up my train of thought, dude. Yeah, probably just if the, the Suns won the first game against the Clippers without Chris Paul, which is one of their badass point guards. Because I guess he's got COVID stuff. Oh, gosh, come on, man. So it'll probably be Suns and Bucks. I'm hoping the Bucks win. Bam, whammy. Uh, sports is done. Talked about sports. I don't know anything else about going on besides baseball. We've got hockey going on, but like I said, I don't keep up with that too much. Just only what I see on the old Instagram or somebody's telling me about. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, I talked about cars earlier. Uh, I don't know. I looked this up the other day. So if anybody's wanting to buy me a new Tesla, I think they're calling it the plus uh, new Tesla plaid. Yeah. Tesla plaid. S. Oh, spelled that wrong. Yeah, the new the Tesla Model S Plaid. Uh, supposed to be the fastest production car. Uh, can go 0 to 60 in two seconds. Um, looked up the price. I built one on the internet like I do every other day on cars. Uh, about 124000 So if anybody wants to uh, help out with that, just go ahead. Send, help me out with that. No problem. And Or if you just got a connection to Elon or Tesla. Let's let me go test drive one. You know, I've talked about this before too, how I'd really love just to get a car for like three or four days and just drive it around, do some advertising with it, take a couple of pictures. Then, you know, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I'd just give it back. You know, I had my fun with it. No big deal. I don't need to hang on this forever. I mean, I mean, there probably would be one car I would want to hang on forever. But, yeah. So if anyone's got a hookup for that too, hook me up. Okay. Uh... No ad reads today because I don't have any. <laughs> but I'm chum. Let's see. But uh, over the couple last couple of days, I did put on the Insta face. Uh, Send me some questions, topics, comments, all that good stuff for me to talk about. Um, not going to say your names again or anything. You sent them to me, but. Uh, yeah, I'll just go off the questions here. Um, also, podcast has a phone number. Give me your number and I'll call. Uh, 540-505-0063. Again, 540-505-0063. So what I plan for that is just maybe sending texts, sending videos, and maybe I can like Take the videos if you don't want to do like a video question or a video or make a video of yourself and just have a comment topic or anything. I can kind of put them in the uh, the audio version of or the video. Well, I can put them in the podcast itself of us, whoever I have on talking and me talking about it and answering the question or whatever. Um, so I have to do a work, do some workarounds with that, even just telling you who I might have on upcoming. If you have any questions, we'll talk about them, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. So it'll be fun. Something new. Something new we're gonna try. Uh we'll see what that is. So anyway, let's get into these questions. Uh let me pull up my phone here. Sorry, sorry. I'm looking, I can't remember where. Alright, I'll get to them. Okay, let's get to all these. Get to all these, man. Oh, I got a picture of Joe Boo in here. So also, uh you don't know who Joe Bowie is. He was on that movie Major League, and he's a basically kind of like a god that one of the uh, Pablo Serrano would pray to to make him hit better. So, just a little FYI coming at you. 
little fun fact for you. Okay. First question coming up. Um, our topic. What did I, what did I say here? The Olympics. Huh. To be honest, I haven't really uh, done much on the Olympics or been keeping up with it. I guess it starts this year because they didn't do it last year in 2020 because of the old the old vid. But I did read somewhere that I think they're in Tokyo that Tokyo was not going to rechange all their banners. They were just going to leave the Tokyo 2020 stuff up because uh, it was too much to uh, change. So even though it's 2021. But, yeah, I mean, I guess it's going to be the usual thing. Uh, seems USA does pretty well on track and field and soccer. I mean, I think that's a really only – I really watch more of the summer stuff than I do the winter. Just to see more of the, uh, the hype, I guess. This seems like they get more hype, I guess. I don't know. So, sir, that's just what's on when I'm kind of hanging out. I mean, I used to watch a lot of the USA basketball, too, when they would play. So, that'll be interesting. For USA, I guess this year, but and for athletes in general, just be based on how they trained and how you know how did COVID impact their you know their regiments. But also, there's a good documentary. I think it, might, it was still, hopefully, it's still on X, uh, not Xbox, HBO Max. That I think it's called The Price of Gold, and they're interviewing all these uh, Olympic athletes about their mental health. You know, Michael Phelps was on there. Um, I think he had a drinking problem and, you know, he was just talking about, yeah, when you're good, you know, they were talking about their, their lives in the Olympics about how, so for example, Michael Phelps, you know, he was, you know, he's a badass swimmer, won all these medals and stuff. But after the Olympics, it was almost just like, well, who's a, who's Michael Phelps? So he, he, I think he had a drunk driving accident. He started drinking pretty heavily and all this stuff started, and it starts to play a lot of impact onto their, uh, their mentality. Now, Lolo Jones, another – I think she did Bob Slutty, and she was a track star at LSU too. She was on there, and she was talking about how you know she had all these random jobs like Home Depot. I think she waited tables. And, and even though you're in the Olympics, you know, I think they only get a certain stipend per month, and they're living on a college campus. And it was talking about just how that weighs in. You know, their, their friends are going out, but they're having to stay in just because of their training and stuff. You can't go out and go, go partying, which I guess you could, but – you know, you probably, if you're trying to be one of the best athletes in the world, you probably shouldn't. Rocky, don't do that. I don't know what's in it. Yeah, and they actually talked about a, a couple of other athletes who just couldn't handle the, the mental aspect of it, the pressure and the life after their, of being an athlete. And I think a couple of them committed suicide. It's been a while since I watched that, but that's a pretty good documentary. Definitely worth watching. Uh, puts... Puts athletes and Olympics and stuff in a whole completely different perspective, or it did for me anyway. So that's all I got for the Olympics. Um, I feel like I was kind of sad. I didn't want to. Uh, didn't didn't really want any bad, sad vibes on this episode, but sometimes it'd be like that. Uh, let's see what we got here. Which episode of Sheeler Select have, has been your favorite? Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I would say from the top of my head, definitely the first one. And that's just because the adrenaline, the nervousness, the uh, the anxiety of me actually putting this together and having the balls to say, all right, whatever happens, we're going to throw it out to the world. And after that, it's on the Internet. And, you know, just, you know, I was into it, you know, and I still am. But. You know, you're, I was just, I don't know how to explain it because, you know, I even said, I remember like one of the first things I said, you know, that's the reason I got a beer. It's like, man, I'm kind of nervous, man. I don't know what to do. And it's just, you know, just trying anything new for the first time or for the first time, you know, there's going to be some anxiety. There's going to be some nervousness. And I think, you know, that was just a whole different feeling for me because I'd never done anything like this. And to this day, I guess, or put myself out there like that. And you don't know how people are going to react. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to react to their reaction. It's just a completely different feeling. And that was just, you know, in a minute, I or the I remember after finishing, doing my edits and whatever I did, you know, uh, at the time. And when it was ready to like all right, upload these videos, like part of me was just sitting there staring at it, even second guessing myself, like, do I really want us to do this? And 
Got to pull the trigger sometimes and take a shot at something, you know. Uh, so I took a shot. I did it. And now here we are later and I'm still going. So I think that was the first one. Um, and that's not a knock towards anybody who's been on the episode or anything. That was just my feelings, his first episode into this entire project itself. So, you know, I mean, I, there's a quote I read a while back. It's just, you know, just take it, take a shot at something. It's just, you know, when you do it, it's just something to actually hear the gun go off. And even if, you know, you end up failing or succeeding. So there's that question. Okay. Uh, next one. Also appreciate all of you who sent in something. Um, Helps things out. Let's see. Do I believe, do you believe, slash, are psychic readings real? Uh, first answer is no. Just superstition. Uh, you know, I think we've talked about ghosts before on here. That Stuff like that I've never thought was real. And I just thought it was people just using a money, a money gimmick to make money, obviously. And I remember when I was little, though, you know, the we went to the flea market. Um, I don't, I, don't, I forgot how old I was. You know, I was not a te- I was not a teenager. I was older than five, so maybe seven. We'll call it seven, eight, nine, ten. I know. Um, but I had my palm read, and I can't remember exactly what they told me, but I know they told me that. Um that I would be happy, that I would never be divorced, which is, I don't understand why they said that, and that there was something else. I forgot what it was. But anyway, I do remember asking him, like, well, hey, well, what will I be doing in life? And, uh, you know, like, would I have a job? You know, I guess I was just asking, you know, what would be my job? I guess I thought I was going to be some big-time basketball player or something. But anyway, you know, she's like, oh, it's just that's too far to tell. And I was, and I, I do remember when I was leaving, I was like, well, you can tell me that I'm never going to be divorced, but you can't tell me what I'll be doing for a living. And I think that's what, in my brain, is like, man, that stuff ain't real. And which, I mean, if you do believe in it, that's fine. But that was, that's my one and only experience with that type of stuff. And it just, it didn't sell me. And, you know, like when people are being hip, hypnotized and stuff. I don't really believe in that either, but I, th- I think Mike Tyson's coach, they said they did that to him, and that's kind of what made him give him the mentality uh, that he has now today. But I could be wrong on that also, so somebody might want to fact check that. So, um, But, yeah, they say that it's only dumb people when I say they, just things I've read or heard on podcasts or movies or whatever, but – you know, when they're hypnotizing you and, you know, they're saying like, oh, you're a monkey, act like a monkey or, hey, do something. It's just they say that it's people with really not with they're not they don't have strong minds. So they just believe whatever they're, the hypnotist is doing. And so, you know, if, if one person's just sitting there. Not being, you know, he's not under the guy like, no, you're not under get up. And he was like, he's doing stupid stuff or kind of being uh He's mocking the hypnotist. Like, you're not up. You're not you're you're not under get up, get up, they'll kick him off the stage. And then obviously not to ruin his show. I don't know. I've always wondered about that though, if that was real and if that would work. So I wouldn't mind, you know, actually going to a hypnotist and just seeing if it would. And but now that I know that part of my brain, I wonder if I'd be the whole time just sitting there trying to say, like, oh, I'm not gonna be put under. So I don't know. Good question. I never thought about that. Um, oh, here's a good one. Is cereal a soup? Um, we're going we're to pull out the Google box on this one. First answer off the top of my head. Is cereal a soup? Um, I can't even spell cereal right. I, I'm going to say no because... When I think cereal, I always say that now cereal is made with milk. Soup is usually hot and like chicken noodle. So I don't, um, I do know that I think it's in Friday. 
you know, he they run out of milk and he's trying to get some. Uh, he's like, we ain't got no milk. And like his dad's like, well, put some water in it. And he's like, what are you talking about? Put some water in it. He's like, it's wet, ain't it? <laughs> and and so uh, so we'll see what Google says. Um, so here we go. This is wideopeneats.com. Cereal is cereal, soup is soup. Soup is a liquid food made by boiling or simmering meat, fish, or vegetables with various added ingredients. So to answer this burning question, based on dictionary.com, cereal does not count as soup. Okay. I mean, that's what I think would go in a majority of people's minds, that soup is hot, cereal is going to be cold. I mean, you don't even have to use milk for cereal. I mean, I, I've even used, uh, you know, just dry cereal in the in the bowl. He did like that. Done and done. Boss of Ryan Fisher, uh, CrossFit Chalk, or not Chalk, CrossFit Chalk, Chalk Performance Training. What does he call it now? I don't know what he calls it. But he eats meat cereal, which that's hot meat into a bowl. And that's what he calls it. I'm trying to find BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed always is a proper source. Uh, let's see what they say. We'll call it here. Uh, question related to what constitutes a soup. Uh, so I don't know who. Uh, they're interviewing somebody, so I don't, I'm not, I'll look for it in a minute. Uh, I think it's a valid question. This is a person, I guess, uh, answering the interviewee. Uh, I think it's a valid question. What is a soup if not a liquidy base, hot or cold, with some other food items floating around in it? Would a wheat or rice product suspend in milk by any other name still taste as sweet? Wait. That did not answer my question. Enough people want to know. Cereal soup. I mean, I think it's about a question. What is a soup if not a liquidy base, hot or cold? Okay, that didn't really help me at all. That was just not even interviewing somebody, so I read that completely wrong. That's lame. Lawweekly.org. If it's .org, it's got to be true, right? Um, The cereal type of soup. Okay, I'm going to read this first paragraph, some of it. Um, This is by lawweekly.org, Virginia Law Weekly. This is is a newsletter. March 25th, 2020. Um, that's an absurd question the law is now devoted approximately 13 words in this week's edition to hammer out the debate so if you're tired of reading about falling down a hole and experience oh god I don't want to read all this and I know y'all don't want to um if it's in a soup on dictionary dif- alright so by pointing out how the definition of soup on dictionary.com defining soup as a liquid dish typically made by boiling meat, fish, or vegetables, etc. in stock of, in stock or water does not include cereal. Less to do with excluding cereal from the definition of soup, but from recognizing cereal had a limited definition, which does not include soup. I believe cereal by its nature is grain-based, white, wheat, or oats, okay, which is derived from the cereal grains. They aren't any soups. Huh. This is man, this is, this is a good question. So it sounds like this is saying that a soup is gonna be has to be boiling meat, fish, or vegetables, which I just said, a liquid dish and cereal will be a nutri grain, wheat, rice, oats, etc. So I guess it's not according to this, and that's what we're gonna go with. I don't want to bore everybody too much with this. So um what book are you currently reading? So this is always a good one. I, I do, I'm a big audiobook guy. Uh, so right now I'm going through, I guess I'm going through two, uh, The Terminal by Jack Carr, and which is a, uh, it's a, it's a Navy SEAL book, but a story, which I'm usually not uh, The Terminal, which I'm usually, these are just like one of my books I've read or listened to like this just because I'm not, Seems like I only read like usually biographies or books about a certain topic, like self motivational books, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so I'll give you the synopsis real quick on it. Uh, it's pretty good so far, especially if you like, you know, uh, like the Born Identity movies. 
Kind of reminds me a lot of that. Uh, Navy still has nothing left to live for and everything to kill or after he discovers that the American government is behind the deaths of his team. And this ripped from the headlines political thriller that is so powerful and pulse-pounding, so well-written. Rarely do you read a debut novel that is this damn good. Okay, so there's a... James Reese is one rowdy motherfucker, Chris Pratt. Yeah, so listen to that in my spare time. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long listen. And also shout out James Shelton. He hooked me up with Breath by uh, James Nestor. I think his name. And don't be a bri- um Yep, James Nestor. Don't be a mouth breather. Breathe through your nose. Um, and there's a lot of information on why you should be breathing through your nose. Hmm. A lot of good facts that um, we might talk about later. Uh, but not right now. So. Maybe, but if you're suffering suffering from sleep apnea or anything, start breathing through your nose. Do the best you can. This one dude taped up his nose, uh, I think, for three months, and he did everything um, through his mouth. And you know, his health decreased, his uh, athletic performance decreased, his sleep, everything about him. He just got completely unhealthy. He reversed it. He was only breathing through his nose, not his mouth, and all things, even exercise. Which is completely hard to do, trust me, because I've been trying to do it, add it to my regiment. But um, it changes your life. We're supposed to breathe. We're supposed to breathe through your nose, as far as acts as a filter, gets diseases out, uh, or not lets the diseases in. Uh, yeah, do it. it. It makes you actually breathe, and it changes your body too, which is wild to even think about. So do that. Breathe through your nose, and it also it helps you sleep better. Sleep's key. Whatever from out of here, but all people are different, obviously. All right, well, I got a couple more here, um, and I'll leave y'all hanging for tonight. Make uh, sure that one. Okay, two more left. Okay. Uh, if you made a bucket list today, what are your top five? Oh, um, well, I already have a bucket list. I keep it on my phone. Where is that? And here it is. So this is not all. So I got 15 things on here so far. And this is not at all in any order of how I made them. I guess it's just whenever I'm sitting around thinking, I add them. So first one was skydive. And I was actually supposed to do that a couple of years ago, but I got canceled. And I was too lazy to reschedule it. So maybe I should, since the world's opening back up, do that. Get that going in. Oh, nice cold Zevia. Mm. Quenches the thirst. I skydived. The second one was walk across the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, the other third one. Well, okay, well, I guess I was watching something on here. Walk through the Redwoods to oversee the Golden Gate Bridge. So I guess I'm hoping there's Redwoods near the Golden Gate Bridge. and you can, There's a hike probably, and you can come out overlooking it. Um, see the Grand Canyon, visit every MLB ballpark. Not doing too good on that one. I'm trying. I've got Camden. I got Tropicana Field and Truist Field in Atlanta. So that's three out of roughly what, 30? That's like 10%. (laughs) Um, I've seen, I think I saw the Yankees old stadium. I've seen the Nats Stadium, never been in it. Uh, I went. I was at Fenway Park, but they weren't actually having a game. It was for work, and it was a conference going on, and they let us go to like their box seats and hang out and have a couple of drinks and party a little bit. So kind of went there, if that counts, but I would actually see a game there. Um, okay. Um, own a supercar. And when I say that, you know, actually own like a Ferrari or a Lambo. Mm, hot. Be whipping that thing. Mm. Um, visit Greece, tour Italy. Oh, got, got a lot of got a lot of traveling I got to do on here. Um, visit Nantucket, see the Great Pyramids, go to the Kentucky Derby. I feel like that's one thing I really want to do um, soon, just because I think it would be so badass. Get dressed up, go over there, drink some bourbon, watch some horses. If you want to place a bet, cool. I think it's just more about the experience for me. Uh, one good one on here I actually wrote, be financially stable enough to do random acts of kindness for strangers. And when I say that is 
basically just man, my bucket list. I want to be rich, I guess. <laughs> just be able to like when I walk into a restaurant, be able to pay for somebody's meal or, or if I see a group of police officers or firefighters eating or something. I've always thought that would be kind of cool because one time that happened to me. And I don't remember if I was in college or out of college or where it was at, but somebody paid for my meal and I was – and I think for the person I was with, and I was like, well, you know, who the, who the heck would pay for my meal? And I, it was probably most likely somebody who knew me and uh, just didn't come over and say hi, but just found a waiter or waitress to say, okay, I want to pay for their meal. So I always thought that would be kind of cool just to be able to do that for uh, just for people. I mean, I think it'd just be great. I mean, everyone likes free meals. You also hear about people who, uh, you know, the car ahead of you will pay for uh, – Will sometimes pay for your, uh, your Starbucks order. I always thought about doing that sometimes too. That'd be kind of cool. You know, throw out a little, throw out a little uh, kindness in this world. I think it's what we need. You know, you know, Dave Chappelle. Ooh, I was wanting to talk about that. I'll talk about that on another one. Dave Chappelle had a. Uh, let me find, where's my thing at? The kindness conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, so he was on Joe Rogan talking that he had his uh, philosophy on that. Uh, well, I'm not going to go down that road. I'll go down that road another night. Maybe another solo podcast. I'll make a note right here. Kindness conspiracy. Okay. Um, I think it's all I got on there. Uh, oh, see a concert at the Red Rocks. I saw. Uh, I guess I was probably on YouTube or something. Zach Brown band played at the Red Rocks, and I thought it was like one of the coolest atmospheres. I was like, man, that's got to be such a great feeling. And. I mean, even if the Foo Fighters had a concert at Madison Square Garden, one of the first ones. I think this was probably over the weekend. I could be wrong. And they invited Dave Chappelle on stage, and he sang Creep, and I thought it was kind of a cool video. Um, I think that's it. Uh, yep. That's all I got so far, but I'm always on my notes. If I see something, I think it's cool, and I was like, oh, that's a good bucket list. I, do. I usually add it to that. Another good question. Thank you. All right. Uh, last question, and let me get back to it. Mm. Uh, so the question is what is the first thing you'd buy if you had a million dollars right now practical and personal mm-hmm. that's a good question so personal, you know, one thing I've always wanted was to have FU money. And that way, this if anything ever went bad in my life, you know, I'd be okay and I'd be able to do, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about. I've always, you know, told other people that I know that I think financials is one of the uh, the biggest risks in any type of relationships is either with family or uh, friends or not, I mean, not friends, but maybe just family and relationships, I guess. If you don't have to worry about money, it seems to be one of the, you know, just takes complete whole stress away from you. Um, if money doesn't have to, you know, worry, if you don't have to worry about money and, you know, Tom Hanks, you know, he says one less thing to worry about. Right. But I've always thought that. And, and then, you know, again, that could be what I was talking about earlier that, um, about how you grew up and your environment and uh, your morals and values. But it's just, you know, just, I guess just in my head, I always just thought that would make things easier. Now, you know, obviously people say money doesn't buy happiness, but I don't know. I wouldn't mind trying it out. I know that. So if I had a million dollars right now, personal, um, honestly, I've been wanting to move out west and, when I say West, I think Phoenix or Arizona. Not California. Everyone's leaving California right now. But they say in Arizona, when I say they, I guess expert. I always hate when I say they say. But uh, Arizona, apparently, if you have allergies, you can live there. It's always warm. It seems like a cool state. Near Mexico. I don't know. I've never went out that far out west, so I've always wanted to try it and just you know take a chance. Kind of like what I was talking about earlier, just... Take a leap of faith and see what happens. And, you know, I'd not go crazy, just buy a house and, you know, especially, I mean, you know, a million dollars is really not that much nowadays. If you buy a house for, you know, it's 300000 that's a third of it, literally, almost literally right there. 
Um, but for so I think I would do that. Just take a chance and then try to make more money out there and just try to live comfortable, be comfortable. Um, practical. I think for practical, I would invest it. And, you know, there's a lot of space talk anymore. You know, Jeff Bezos is going to space. It seems like they're actually trying to I don't want to say this. Trying to make space travel more public, I guess, where any any person, any moron like me can just hop on a little plane and go. So I think I would try to invest it towards that and get help to get that ball rolling. Help my boy Elon out. I think he, he's probably behind that, too. He's doing everything else in this world. Um, try that out. And then, damn, I don't know. Oh, the, uh, the hypersonic jets they're making. I think they're called supersonic jets or hypersonic. I think it's a hypersonic aircraft or jet. But anyway, uh, basically, it's supposed to be anywhere you want to go in the world, you'll get there in four hours. And obviously, that just means, you know, not um, I can, you know, if I flew from Roanoke to Charlotte, which is a regular hour flight. But, you know, if I guess I wanted to go here to China or here to England, four hours, you're in there four hours. Invest my money to that, get that going. Uh, would I be an early adapter on that? Yeah, I might, I'd like to see it happening, but I don't know if I'd be the first test flight. Just, I mean, you know, when you have like, you know, I've heard heard of people flying for 20 hours to other side of the world and stuff. Just, mm. You know, wouldn't mind that being four hours instead of 20. So I think I would uh, try some philanthropy, put it towards that. Try to help out uh, civilization a little bit more. Put a little more kindness out there, and try to make the world less angry. Maybe, that, maybe that's what I would try to do. So, either space travel, these hypersonic jets, or just put it out there to, to try to help mankind more and make us less angry, and maybe clean up the trash. I don't know. Figure out a way to do that. You know, just. Just figure out how to wait to better our world, I guess. Now, I say that now just because I don't have the money, but if I did have the money, I, I feel like that's what I would want to say. I want to try to be authentic as possible, and that's what I would do. You know, hopefully I wouldn't be like, you know, you read about lottery winners being bankrupt after, you know, what, a year after they win all that money just because they never had it and they didn't know how to handle it. Same with, you know, same way with a lot of people. I mean, I've talked about it on here, that sports documentary, uh, Broke. ESPN 30 for 30. So, anyway, uh, authenticity, be kindness. Put good out in the world, you might get it back. And also, like, one thing I've always wanted to be able to do is just whenever I walk into a restaurant, you just, you never have to worry about what the price is. You know, just you order what you want, screw everything else. That's one thing I would really would mean a lot more to me this you know if i bring, take a group of friends into a restaurant and like that it can be an expensive night restaurant you know where it's a hundred dollars for a steak i guess i've never had anything like that but i'm sure there is but yeah you just you don't care what it costs pay for it you can roll pay for all your friends you don't never all the rest is just bull all the other stuff is just bullshit worry about worry about just walk into a restaurant you don't have to worry about what it's what it's going to cost so okay uh i think that's it for me um Appreciate the questions. Appreciate all of you listening. Um, I'll be back soon. Uh, hopefully. Sooner or later. Okay. Thank y'all. Good night.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 